0: listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey as we are walking through the book of Psalms this week and next week. This week, we've looked at 15 Psalms in between Psalm 1 and Psalm 67. And today's episode deals with evangelism from the book of Psalms. How do we take uh, lessons on evangelism or sharing the gospel, sharing about the glory of God through his son, Jesus Christ, redeeming the world to him uh, based on the Psalms. Well, I want to look specifically at uh, Psalm 67. As you look at Psalm 67, this has been known widely as the missionary's Psalm. And it simply says, God be gracious to us and bless us and cause us His face to shine upon us. That your way be known on the earth. Your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you will judge the peoples with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its produce. God, our God, blesses us. God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him. And so, remember that as we're looking at evangelism from Psalms, just like every week we see that though evangelism is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, we've really been in the Old Testament this year. We're in uh, the, the middle of June, and so uh, we've not seen yet the death, veil or resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yet, even in the Old Testament, we get a foundation for what evangelism looks like. And I want to give you five Statements based on Psalm 67 and the verses that we see in this of the importance and how we do evangelism. First, notice this in verse 1, it says, God be gracious. Evangelism begins with grace. And this should be self explanatory. You can't share the good news of Jesus Christ without understanding that it is all about grace, that evangelism is not even about our works, that the gospel is that you and I were sinners, and we deserve to go to a place called hell, eternally separated from God. And yet, God loved us so much uh, that He richly blessed us with the sacrifice of His Son. And in Jesus Christ dying, His blood covers and washes away our sin and we were exchanged we were able to exchange our sin with his righteousness 2 Corinthians 5:21 and we know that based on Ephesians 2 by grace we are saved through faith that this is a gift not of ourselves or not of our works lest anyone should boast evangelism sharing the gospel begins with grace and this is very important because it's a reminder for us that listen you don't get the glory for Sharing the gospel. You don't get the glory for preaching. You don't get the glory for witnessing. God gets the glory because he who gives the grace deserves the glory. And this leads us then to statement number two. It begins with grace, but it is for his glory. Look at verse two. Uh, Calls his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth. It is for his glory glory. This is why the missionary psalm is so gospel centered and yet Christocentric and 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 theologically we need to understand this. Christ is the point of this psalm. Not missionaries, not works, not our abilities, not our desires to go and travel or even go across the street, but that we understand that it is for the glory of God that ultimately even uh, salvation is not about us. This is where many people mess up, and there's a uh, you know, in thinking about the reason Christ died uh, for the you know for salvation, uh, many people take. The idea that it's all about us or it's all because God loved us more than anything. Well, listen, salvation is not even about us. It is for his glory. And yes, God loves us. Jesus loves us. We we know that. But ultimately, Jesus loves the Father and pleased the Father. Um, it, there's, there's an old song, or it's old to me now, but it's about 15 or 20 years old at least and uh, it simply goes above all and while I love uh, the verses, I love the thoughts of, of, of what the psalm brings out about the glory and greatness of God. This little line, which really is the point of the song, that above all, he thought of me above all. Well, that's not the case. That's not true. He, Jesus Christ, thought of the Father to please the Father above all. And we need to recognize that. Even when you read probably one of the most famous psalms psalm 23 you see that uh, god the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul and 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 why for his name's sake not for ours in fact we have read through exodus and leviticus and numbers and deuteronomy god reminded the children of israel I didn't do this for you. I didn't do this because you were great and mighty. I didn't do this because of your goodness or your purity. I did this because of me. And that's where we understand it begins with grace. It's for his glory. But then evangelism also, look at verse 3. It says, let all the peoples praise you. And then uh, repeated in verse 5, let the peoples praise you, let all the peoples praise you. And verse 4, let the nations be glad. So it begins with grace, it's for his glory, and it's by all people groups. I think this is very important for us to understand because most people think, uh, uh, well, uh, many, uh, many people think, I don't want to use the term most, but many people think, well, to be a Christian, that's a, white man's religion, or that's a middle class religion, or many think that's a black person's religion, or that's this ethnicity. Listen, Christianity is a global relationship with Jesus Christ in which all people have been invited, all people groups, all ethnicities. One of the reasons this is a missionary Psalm is because it's a reminder that God did not come to save your own type of people. God did not come to save your ethnicity alone. God did not come to, uh, and and again, I, I live in the Bible Belt, the buckle of the Bible Belt, South Mississippi, uh, of the United States of America. And there is this uh, thought by many individuals that live in this type of culture that I live in, of what a true Christian looks like. And I'm not talking about attitudes or behaviors, I'm talking about skin color and ethnicity. And, and it's simply it's wrong. Uh, in fact, there were many uh, individuals, many groups, many people killed at certain points in history because they didn't fit another person's view of how they should be or what they should be like. Theologies have been false heresies and theologies have been pushed from biblical text, uh, perverted, Uh, trying to prove that a curse by God was put on people, changing their skin color. This is a lie from the pits of hell. Why? Because of pride and arrogance and really ethnocentrism. When we think any group or even nation is better than any other. Listen, Christ unites us all by all people groups. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Now, why is this important in the context and the culture? Well, understand, the Bible, the Old Testament specifically, is a Jewish book. And yet in this passage we see the uh the, the leader, the psalmist here saying, Let all the peoples praise him, not not just the Jews. Even even for us, when it comes to God's plan originally in the Old Testament of, of his chosen people, we're in the minority. Now, we know that God didn't change his mind. God chose a certain people so that that people group would be a blessing to all nations. This is what Psalm 67 brings out. Evangelism is for all people groups. And then we see that it leads to, look at verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy it is in rejoicing evangelism should not be a depressing discouraging sad sad sorrowful task it should be full of joy that we rejoice in sharing the good news of jesus christ to the world and it should bring up in us a wellspring of life and love and happiness and joy and 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 this this uh emotional stirring from our hearts but sadly many people when they come to Christ, they don't come to Jesus in joy, they come to a church in judgment, or they come to a, a, a pattern of living that uh, is so far away removed from gospel-centeredness. We should rejoice, and sometimes the church gives the worst, uh, worst picture of what it means to walk and serve in joy. And so it begins with grace. It's for his glory. It's by all people groups in rejoicing. And look again, that he will judge the people with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. And then verse six, the earth has yielded its produce. God, our God, blesses us. Seven, God blesses us. It is for our good. Now, again, it's not for our glory, but is definitely for our good. God gives us the gospel so that we can see him reigning in righteousness, upholding justice uh, for uh, uprightness, and he guides the nations, all the nations, in his sovereign, perfect, holy hand. And this is the beauty and truth that we want to share with the world. Now, understand the very end. God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear Him. Wherever we are, praise is our purpose. Wherever we are, whatever the ends of the earth are to you, wherever you are, praise is what God has created us for. Praise is our purpose. To the ends of the earth. What are the ends of the earth? Well, that honestly means for for us in our context, whatever the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth, wherever God sends you, To share the gospel, that's the ends of the earth. That is where we are called to go. And so I want to encourage you, take Psalm 67, take all the Psalms, and see the gospel shining through in the midst of it. As we close out our episode today, it is Throwback Thursday, and we want to look at a moment in church history. And the moment that we want to see in the uh, 12th century has to deal with a very important leader of the church. You see, in the midst of the 12th century, we've got the Crusades going on. And if you'll remember from last week's episode with uh, Pope Urban uh, II launching the, the First Crusade, that would go on for about two or three hundred years. And in the midst of that, many religious warriors were fighting for power, money, land, and yes, even the false promise and possibility of eternal life without purgatory or limited purgatory. Well, while all of that's going on, one man lived a life of humility. And yes, he was involved in crusade-like uh, uh Ventures uh, from in France, but ultimately he was not uh, not uh, for the purpose that many others were. His name was Bernard of Clairvaux. In fact, he was canonized, and so by the Catholic Church, and so many refer to him as Saint Bernard. Bernard of Clairvaux, he was the founder and the abbot of the Abbey of Clairvaux uh, in France. Uh, He was responsible for the expansion of the Cistercian uh, Order, uh, which is uh, really caused by the Reformation of the Benedictine Order. Uh, If you remember uh, Benedict, uh, who was uh, heavily involved in. monasticism and the monasteries and monks, well he's he, he's reforming that and, and encouraging that and so we see a new order. Uh, in fact history tells us that he was actually the co-founder of the Knights Templar and a lot of what was going on in that time to protect the, uh, the, the, the truth of Christianity in the midst of the Crusades. And so uh, there has been a lot written about Bernard uh, and uh, and you I would encourage you to go read because we even though uh, he was canonized by the Catholic Church as a saint um, we know that he even uh, has uh, has, Strengthened a lot of our beliefs about practices in the church and practical things when it comes to humility. He wrote several books. I would encourage you to read his books, such as uh, the first book he wrote was On the Steps of Humility and Pride, in which he talked about um, from the Benedictine uh, rule. Uh, he he expounded on what it looked like to live a life of humility. He wrote on loving God, uh, a book that was concerned with loving God by loving your neighbor and how that uh, how we should treat one another in love. And uh, he also wrote the book on consideration, which was uh, concerned with care and ministry of the church, practical ways that the church would would minister to one another. And so uh, you may or may not be familiar with him, but I would encourage you, uh, he's a part of our church history. And so uh, look him up, read, study uh, some of his writings, uh, as, as long as it points you to true faith in Jesus Christ. Christ. And so as we close out today, remember that evangelism is not complete until the evangelized become the evangelists. And that is our responsibility. Oh Lord, bless us that your way may be known in all the earth. I love you. I'm praying for you today. Stakes in the ground.